listening to I'm Telling You. You're listening to You're listening to I'm Telling You. Hey fam, welcome back to another episode of I'm Telling You. I'm telling you. With always you and us and everyone else as we gather together, Philly D. Mr. Gemini. Back check a clickety clackety Miss JD. And uh, for the, those of you that would like to reach out to us, because we would love for you to continue the conversation, you can hit us up, uh, ITY at directionsinmusic.org. Or, or Gemini at directions, individually at directionsinmusic.org. That's G-E-M-I-N-I at directionsinmusic.org. Yeah, and Philly D, P-H-I-L-L-Y-D, directionsinmusic.org. Uh, first time listeners, uh, if you're just checking in, uh, we are a 30-year friendship of two guys just- 30 plus. Yeah, dude, 30, it is. It is dude, you admitted that. Oh, good for you, bro. I'm I'm very proud of you right. right now. This is a special moment. I'm I'm really happy. But yes, yeah, uh, 30, 30 plus year friendship of us literally talking about anything and everything. I mean, we'll get into like string theory, spirituality, permaculture, you know, supporting your community. I mean, you name it, we talk about it. We throw at you like some dad jokes, movie quotes. <laughs> was it transvestite zombies? Was it? <laughs> oh, I forget what is. Oh, dude, we're, that was like series one, man. We're we're going back at this point. You know what I mean? Because we've been at this for a while. So yeah, that's like. Back in our original crappy mics, recording on our phone, like oh, dude, those were it's horrible. all the same conversation though. It's just it's just a continuance of the same, really the same conversation. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. This this is a conversation that we've been having since we were like thirteen and stuff. And then sometimes we get to bring people in on it, which is kind of cool. Because I mean, actually, tonight we have guests in the house. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, hi, I'm Marissa. I don't know if you want me to go ahead and hey, just oh yeah, give do, us so. yeah, give us a quick elevator pitch as you would call it. Like, give us your background. Like, you know, like what you know, what are you into? What do you do? Because I mean, this uh, is how we got into everything. You, a little bit. You got a long list. Like, I don't even want to read your resume. It was ridiculous. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, yeah, I have to tailor it to every everything that I do. But no, I work for Team Trivia out of North Carolina. So I run trivia shows out of bars and restaurants in the area. I am also a pirate performer and reenactor with the Shadow Player Stage Combat Group out of Raleigh, North Carolina. We have a stage uh, or a sword fighting comedy show that we do at pirate festivals and other events. I'm also a siren portrayer. So, but people, it's just to shorten it so people know what it is. I'd say professional mermaid, but technically I'm a siren. I'm also a volunteer actress with uh, Jacksonville Performing Arts. And I am a volunteer cosplayer. I portray different superheroes with Project Superhero. So a little bit of everything. Yeah, again, more than a little bit. This is an extremely long resume, which, you know, so we started talking <laughs> in the, uh, the green room. I'd like to maybe go back to this if we can revisit the whole siren <laughs> mermaid thing. Well, because you made a yeah. really good point. I feel like the siren just kind of created the whole idea for the mermaid to take shape. Because well, so it seems I, to me like that's one of the older stories. Because well, I put it as it was the same thing represented by two different people. So it was like two different perspectives of the same exact scenario. But she took it a further point was like, hey, it seems to be more as if, and you were saying like sirens or the evil or the, you know, the draw you in for their own selfish things. Whereas mermaids are a little bit more of that like mythical, but very positive and just like, hey, we're here to, you know, you need help. It's They're almost like a dolphin in a sense, I guess. I don't know. 
or they they keep to themselves. They they learn the value of being an introvert and they, they keep like, away from humans. They like suck your life essence or something like that. Well, but that's also like succubus, know, think, but it's like of the sea. But that yeah, maybe from the show Supernatural, so it's not really accurate information. But. It's coming from us. It's not accurate information. <laughs> <laughs> not until JD that's pops in. That's why you have in. the clackety clack. That's, yeah, that's why I said yeah. when she pops in, she's like, by the way, it's like, here we go. Now we'll get the truth on this. Which occasionally we are right. Like we've we have been correct before. It's not it's not often, but confirmed <laughs> once. No, <laughs> once simultaneously where we were both correct. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, there was a few times we were both individually correct. I mean, again, it doesn't happen often. Sometimes but sometimes I'm right, sometimes you're right. Sometimes I'm all left. You know, it's it's really where we're at in the moment. <laughs> Dude. Dad jokes. Hey, this is, again, this is what you signed on for. Hang in there for an hour. Enjoy. Dad quotes, movie jokes. Dude, sometimes we do quote dads, yeah. We get our merds wixed all the time. Yeah. Like three lefts so you can come right back around. That's what I'm saying. Dude, two wrongs don't make a right, but, but three, three lefts, lefts do. do. Yeah, Jeez. Gallagher, man. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so you won't, you won't go up your street here and you won't make a left, all right? And after you do that, you make, you make your very next left. After that, and then you make another left, and then, and then you make it, and then you can come back here, and then you ask me again, <laughs> bro. So I I told you the story before, so maybe you remember this. I was working at a gas station across from our high school, right? Right. Like, like you know the gas, yeah, like yeah. literally parking lot to parking lot. There's a street that separates. Wait, was it Getty? Well, no, no, that one was um that was a mobile. No, wait, no, oh, I forget what it was. I forgot honestly what because it, it switched a couple of times as the company progressed. But lo, long story short, anyway, yeah. I'm there pumping gas, and this guy comes in and he's like, "I need directions." Oh yeah, of course, bro. Whatever, whatever. He's like, "I'm trying to get to," and he says the high school, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's it, that's right there." And he's like, "No, no, 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 no. It's da 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 da." I'm like, it, it's, "Yeah, yeah, it's, no, that's it's right there." It, that's that's the one right there. No, it's I, don't know. I was just like, wait, you're right, you're right. I'm totally mixed up. All right, what you want to do is you want to pull out of here, <laughs> make a right. Okay, you're gonna go to the next light, which is like not even half a block, right? When you get to that light, you want to make another right. He's like, all right, cool, cool, make another right. I'm like, all right, you're gonna go up about block and a half, and you're gonna hit a stop sign. When you get to that stop sign, you want to make another right. And he's like, all right, cool, make another right. I'm like, all right, once you're there, you're gonna go about another two and a half blocks and you'll see the front of the school and you can wrap around and make a right and it'll take you to the parking lot. And he's like, perfect, thanks so much. <laughs> Literally told the guy to take a massive freaking U-turn and he accepted this information. No, you, made him, you made him drive in a circle. Like the only better way to do that is to say, and when you finish making that last right, then you just, you come right back here and you ask me again and I'll tell you the truth. Well, but so here's the thing though, is at the it's time, right there. at that time, there was also that back alley section because they added the second parking lot because they didn't have that when we were there. They were just starting to build that one, mm -hmm. which became like the sophomore lot or whatever. It's like whoever could actually, you know, the spillover from. Yeah, yeah. So I told him, like, we're on that side. I told him to go all the way around to the other side. So like, not only did I get him a U-turn, but I literally put him in the other parking lot on the other side of the freaking property. So I made him go all the way, <laughs> which is also the furthest walk to the building. But if that's what it took for him to get it. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, I mean, because, you know, we, we, don't all, we don't all get there the same way. This is true. I this mean, is true. And that's one of the messages I like to bring to this show. Sometimes you, know? you learn things on the journey. Well, around the building. I mean, I think I, it's usually. I hope, I hope you're learning something on the journey. 
I feel like you and me between our conversations, we more like, times pain than is not, the best teacher. <laughs> you and I more times than not, it is the journey that has been the most memorable or thing that we can pull from, which I, you know, that's, I, I really want to agree with you on that. Cause you know, we talk about the last shaman, the last shaman, he was going for a it's purpose. our suffering that makes us human. What is, <laughs> now nah, go on. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. You might hook me. But yeah, so in the last shaman, it really is. He's he's going to uh, Peru to drink ayahuasca because he's tried every other technique to heal himself. Well, he said he's given himself 10 months. Well, a year when he started it. He's like, I give myself one year. And then that's when he was like, well, you know what I'm going to. And I'm so going, he only had 10 months at that point yeah, by the time he made it to I'm hell. going off the quote. He said I had 10, minute, 10 months left. To- Correct. Yeah, because he, he's like, I'm going to give myself a year to figure out what's wrong with me or I'm just going to kill myself because there's no point to this. And I mean, he's tried. He literally elected to have electro shock therapy. Like he was like, ooh, ooh, me next. And it didn't work, but- well, he was desperate. Exactly. Yeah. And so he was so desperate to the point that he's <clears> like, screw this. I'm going to Peru. I'm going to go on this ayahuasca journey. And in doing well, it, the journey in and of itself is really what taught him to love himself in life again. What it, I mean, what had happened though was- <laughs> What had happened was- <laughs> Well, no, the electroshock therapy was not only such a complete failure in itself, but it made him realize that like modern- like Western medicine just doesn't have. Yeah, I think that was like the last trigger. Like it's abandoned. Yeah, I think so. And I think that was one of the things he was coming to terms with. And he's like, everything that they've thrown at me, it's only made it worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was. I think that's what you're saying to bring it back around again. Is that that you said to me? You said <laughs> you said that it wasn't. It wasn't so much the destination, like and the 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 ayahuasca experience itself, but the journey he took in getting there and kind of like how he grew. And if you think about it, in a way, it was a perfect story. It almost could have been written that way. So right, I, don't, right, I, yeah. I mean, it's supposed to, it's supposedly, it's based on his story. Yeah, it's almost like bio, it's it's a, it it's like almost a, like a vlog, like a documentary a, kind of a thing that he cuts it into a documentary style. <laughs> but yeah, it's first person perspective. He's given like real face to face and he's videoing all of this. And but that that you would mention that so he actually finds was it two other shaman first and realizes was it two or three? Two. It was just two that they showed. Well, well so the first one was like the super commercial big wig in town, and it's you know, it's almost like going to Vegas. For ayahuasca, you know what I mean? He was it's, proud to say that he'd never killed anybody except it, for that one time. Well, yeah, and it was when he was there. He's like, oh, I've ne- this but has never happened. One time. But, you know, <laughs> just when you're here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, which, and then he finds more of a local and he takes him and he really tries to explain to him what ayahuasca is as far as actual medicine and the journey and everything. From there, he winds up actually going further into the jungle then finding true. Well, you said that the the one that he settled on was a guy that spoke English because yeah, he was an American. Yeah, he, he was an American that like settled his, down there. His and, language, you know, his grasp on the language was good enough for him to to be able to communicate. He thought that was a a blockage for him. But yeah, go on. The, well, I mean, in a sense, yeah, he basically was telling him like, I he's like, I can only give you so much, and yeah, kind of tells him it's like, yo, if you really want to do it. And so, yeah, he goes further in the jungle, finds 
a true shaman. And the reason why we say true shaman, the expectation is that a true medicine man. That's what the guy said. Yeah. He gives because that's, that's the position that that person's in. He doesn't expect anything financially in return because. Well, well, yeah, this is your God given gift. So me as a shaman, it's my job to heal you, not, not to charge you for it. It's my job to give you this gift. This is my purpose on this earth. Also, I got the, I got the sense that, you know, when he was there, he was put to work. And that was part of the journey as well. But in putting him to work, it's like, you're not staying here for free in a way. Like you're, you're part of the family right now. So if, if we got to go out and pick up this ayahuasca, I'm going to pick up a month's supply. You're coming with me, you know, go out in the woods and chop this stuff up and, and bring it back on, on your shoulder and. As well as water on a day to day. I mean, fish or anything. Yeah, man. Even if that's not the case, I think that. That for him, it was like, that was his Miyagi. You know, that for him was, that was part of the journey. It's like, get to know the plant. Like you have to harvest it. We're going to show you how to do it. There was a discipline involved. Right. There's, well, and it's something about intent too. I mean, I've always said like, there's something about intent. Like when you put on a uniform and you go to a specific place, to perform a task, it makes it stand aside from if you just buy gym equipment and put it in your bedroom. Cause then it just becomes like a towel rack. Well, see and you saying that it really does draw to what I said was the bigger point behind the sh- the last shaman where it was the journey. He was so focused on this is the thing that's going to heal me or break me that he went all in. So he he let go, was willing to be a part of the experience instead of saying, hey, I'm going to do this and this is how I'm going to get there. He's just like, no, this is the mountain and I got to go to that mountain. Didn't matter what the journey was to get there, but that's what it wound up being. And so he just accepted that path and the journey became the teaching moment. Right, yeah. And, and you know, he went into it not really not really knowing what kind of expectations to have. So it wasn't like a really... It wasn't something like, n- none of what he experienced was anything you would expect. And it's just so funny. They're eyeballing each other. What's going on? Miss <laughs> JD and our guest, are, they're like sign languaging each other over here. We're not here. doing anything. We're not doing anything. Hand check, hand check, didn't everyone. See anything. Hand didn't check. see anything. Good girl speak. You can't, <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk about it. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> what? No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we don't. I, yeah. I don't even know what that means. I'm so out of the Bruno. loop. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> we, can we talk about the tea? Is it, can we talk about that? You can talk about tea, but only to those that want to talk to you about tea and that are conscious. <laughs> that are conscious. <laughs> oh, you can't talk tea to an unconscious person. <laughs> oh, but it doesn't really work. You know, we never we never said this. For those of you at home who haven't recognized, we actually have the three of us in the studio together. Mm. And we have a guest on as well. Like this is this is the first time we've had like just us three. Well, but this then- is this is yeah, somewhat no. of an anniversary event because this kind of marks like the beginning of a new series too. So we've been on DIM for over a year now. And yeah, we're on Dude, we're on series number four. Like, dude, we've been doing this for a while, man. Four. 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 You call me the cuckoo? <laughs> okay. So I'm the cuckoo? Okay. That's okay. Oh, my God. But yeah, dude, we, oh. Which, you know, you know, hey, let's break the fourth wall. 
at home, fam, we appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for checking us out. Like, we love you, Danger Mouse. We love you. We do. Yeah, we are your fans. Like, honestly. <laughs> Did you, 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 it's kind of busting up. Stop button hooking JD over here. <laughs> what the heck? <clears throat> oh, so, hey, Marissa, I got a question for you. So, out of all the stuff that you've done. Cause, well, because a lot of the times, like the stuff you were showing us, because, you know, we always do stuff on the backside, conversations and whatnot, especially when we bring on a guest. We want to know some stuff. You sent us this one video where you were swimming in a pool for this little girl. Like, how often do you, doing what you do, do you get the opportunity to really give back to the community in that sense? Well, with Scarlet Siren, or the Siren Scarlet, that was my first time. Um, but Project Superhero is a 501c3, so everything I do with them is, you know, it's giving back to the community. And the Shadow Players, we uh, couple with Mile of Hope every, every year, um, so that's a complete volunteer event and actually we're going up to Deltaville, Virginia this weekend and um, christening the Luna at the Bermuda Sloop uh, with the Colonial Seaport Foundation and that's all charity work that my captain, our, artist, our artistic director, sorry I can't talk I need coffee, um, our artistic director is on their board Our autistic director? No, I heard that yeah, you, you guys I, are all inclusive is what I heard. That's beautiful. <laughs> this, I, this is what we promote here. There you go. But I, I try in every way to do something for the community. And just like with Jacksonville Performing Arts, you know, we're all volunteer actors. We actually just founded a teen outreach program as a 501c3 nonprofit. And it's completely free uh, for the kids to come in. They're putting on a Midsummer Night's Dream. But I've been basically... That trained isn't the right word for it, but in some way, shape, and or fashion, everything that I've done since growing up has tried to give back to the community in some way. Dude, that's awesome. That's what we're here. That's like literally what we're here and doing. And that's one of your your pillars, isn't it? That's yeah. Your- given well, because I always say the three things: you have to be uh, entertaining, educational, and giving back to your community. Whether it's just by support meaning that you build them up or you give them the, you know, the support to do it or the information or, you know, somehow or another, yeah, you got to be given back, you know. So. Well, that's definitely something I get to do with Shadow Players. I, I'm i the newest member, but the captain has recently named me the ship's historian because not only am I the bookworm, but I've started giving historical talks and it started, I have three girls and my youngest is still in elementary school and they did career day not too long ago. So I showed up as a professional pirate performer. Nice. <laughs> I was definitely one of the most interesting parents there. Yeah, but the I went ahead. And- <laughs> exactly. like my, my dad's a police officer. Yes, yeah, sit down, Thomas. <laughs> Nobody my cares. mom's a pirate. <laughs> um, but I went ahead and I gave a historical talk on what is piracy and the different history and how piracy was instrumental in the economic infrastructure and development of the United States colonies. And it's actually why the United right. States Navy was formed. Right. And yeah, so it's just, and a lot of kids are like, whoa. And it's, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, they don't teach that in school. Important. No, they don't. And, but I get to do those, those kind of educational talks. And I, I did a shortened version of one when we were at the Greenville Pirate Festival in April. And I had this teacher come up to me and she said, I just have to thank you. I'm a teacher here in Pitt County and I was trying to figure out what 
curriculum for the last two weeks of school to use. And now I know it's like, yes, I'm corrupting the masses. (laughs) (laughs) But I've actually got to get up with her. Thank you for reminding me. I've got to get up with her and schedule that. It's an important part of history because it changed a lot of things as far as. Well, I found out an interesting tie with pirates and the, um, the Knights Templar. Uh, so the Knights Templar and the, the Spanish Knights, once they were run out of France, they went to, not Peru. Um, I want to go to Peru. The other one. Why can't I think of what it's called? Um, anyways, so they went to this other country, <laughs> Spanish country, and they were all set up there and they were embraced by the government, the Kings, like the, all of it. And they just rebranded the cross. So it's, um, it's Portuguese, Portugal. So it was the old cross and then they put like one overlapping the other. So you'll see the old cross in the new cross. And then, so I found out that the Jolly Roger, this is where it ties in with the pirates. So when they were all sent out of France, some of them were, you know, in prison. Some of them were angry and they just sailed off and became pirates. But the Jolly Roger symbol dates back to um, the, it's a good way to put this. <laughs> That's never. That's never how you want to start a conversation. I know there's a nicer way to say it, but like the <laughs> decapitation of um, John the Baptist. So that's like yeah. the skull and crossbones is the Jolly Roger. It symbolizes John the Baptist uh, being beheaded um, for sure. the fight of the Knights of Templar. So I, that I didn't know. Yeah, that I didn't know. But yeah, I focus a lot on female pirate history because they are completely underrepresented. And the superstition is that women aren't to be on ships. It's the man's thing. And I mean, it's, you know, feminism 101 on what we're fighting for. There was one, I can't can't remember her name, but she was just as tough as any one of those guys. Anne Bone? Was was that it? Anne Bonnie yes. and Mary Reed were the most popular and well-known from the golden age of piracy, which was the late 1600s to early 1700s, which is Blackbeard at that, that time. Right. But actually the most successful pirate in all of pirate history was a woman by the name of Ching Shi. She was Chinese. And I mean, just for a ratio, Blackbeard uh, had control of, I believe it was four ships and 300 men. I could be misquoting those figures on that she had 1800 ships and 80,000 men in her fleet that's a whole different yeah and she was so successful and so unbeatable yeah she she walked into the chinese government building one day and she was surrounded by women and children you know that went with her and after two days of negotiations she successfully obtained retirement pensions for her and all of her crew so, and it's unheard of, obviously pirates are known to die at sea or in battle, but they, yeah, all of her pirates were able to die old and warm in their beds on the government dime because they, they were like, just get rid of her, give her whatever she wants, just so we can get her off the ocean. Huh. Because, I mean, due to that scale, you're now talking armada. Well, at one point, yeah. the, the English government was, was handing out, um, what do you call it? 
basically get out of jail free cards for all the all the letters pirates. Of Mark. Letters. Do you, okay. See. Do you look at it? Oh. Well, that's you know that's why I'm getting it wrong on purpose. So throw it into me. But yeah, well, um, and that's and, and that's something I touch on is privateer and pirate. The main difference between the, or really the only difference between the two, is that privateers were legally endorsed by their countries as long as they okay, like in England's case, you know, um, they were originally. Yeah, Queen Elizabeth actually employed pirates, but quietly. So while she openly said pirates are bad, she had her sea dogs that she would go, you know, send to attack Spain and steal from Spanish fleet. But yeah, privateers would have letters of bark that they would go do the bidding of their nations and go attack those ships. So as long as they stayed within those parameters, they were okay. But if they crossed that line, then they got into trouble and that's, that they became outlaws and, and pirates. They were they were known as uh, enemies of all mankind. See, that's what's so funny though. That's like, what's the difference between the government and the mob? One taxes you, and the wait, no, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, one is one is a forced tax, and one's a, a I mean, honestly, tax really not really. <laughs> not let's come on, let's be for real. I don't think either one would be technically optional. Yeah, that's what I said. Well, well, let, no. you if you're a small business owner, no. That's or you what, think it's be broken or, you know. But I mean, if it's a matter of playing numbers, like Wait, it's your choice to play numbers, <laughs> you know. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't there a Netflix show that portrays the more honest chronological history of piracy? Like, was I, th- I feel like it was Netflix that did this. It was like a little I mini. I think it was the last Pirate Kingdom. Maybe it was like a six. I know series, I watched a special on Black. Something like that. But they were talking about being like privateers and how they were setting up because they were basically trying to. Because you made the point of that. That was like the start of the, the colonies truly saying, "Hey, we need to be independent." They kind of like started that in a sense. But yeah, yeah. I, yes, I, I feel it. But it was. And you know, I, I was watching. I was like, "Holy crap!" Like you this know, it's is, weird, and you wouldn't think it, but to this to this day, like a courtroom and like a lot of the ways that we write our laws is all based originally on maritime law. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the reason that we, the reason that a courtroom looks the way it does is because it's, it's basically, it's supposed to look like the captain's deck aboard a ship. That's why he's above you talking to his people. I thought it was because he wanted to have a better perspective. Like the, the like whole gotta, no, but seriously, like the whole <laughs> the whole layout of that is based on the deck of a ship. Yeah, I mean, think about it with all the uh, the guide rails and all that but stuff. Originally, the, because we yeah. we used to practice law in the sea, like there was a certain set rule of of, mm-hmm. of thumb for anybody that that boards a vessel on the sea. Yeah, that's why so, the, I think because go like us going back to so when our, we um, our laws are based originally in in anchored. In maritime law. Oh, nice. That was good. <laughs> but yeah, I remember back in our first series where we were talking about our manifesto of like what it is, you know, our guidelines or whatever, and we put in their parlay. Yeah. And parlay is an automatic given where it's like, hey, you got to cease all things and now have a conversation. So it's like, yeah, this is parlay, bro. Like I'm calling parlay. We got to nix this. We're going to talk, figure this out, and we'll come back to it. Well, I mean, it's the it's kind of the same thing in, in like the, um, the rules of engagement during a war. Yeah. I, I mean, as far back as, even if you go back to medieval times when we were fighting with, with swords and shields and stuff, like you had these armies on horseback and archers and all whatever, you know, that, that everybody would stay back on either side and the two, the two leaders of each army would meet in the middle and they'd discuss the parameters of their engagement. 
they're more like guidelines anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but think about that. The most, the most supposed lawless people actually had the most consistent structure within their rules of engagement. Well, that, the, yes, they did. that's because if you were to break one of your your rules of brotherhood, you're right. You weren't just killed. You were like keel hauled. Do you know what that means? Yep. Isn't that when they strap you to the Sir, front? I'll let her do this one. Yeah, go ahead. Field that one for oh, me. Oh no, go go ahead. Go ahead on that one. Yeah, no, I, I think I think is then they like strap you to the front of the boat and basically just let you pound away. I, so they, you're like basically that mermaid on would, the front of the ship. They would tie you they yep. would tie you off on whatever the name of the front of the boat is. I'm terrible with these yeah. uh, nautical terms, but um, nautical. They would, they would you tie you to the front of the boat Sanskrit, and basically a thousand years. throw you off the front and then you kind of bounce and scrape along the bottom yep. where all the barnacles are yeah, and all the yep. nasty sludges because those pirate ships don't get clean that often. Oh, they're constantly used. I mean, that's probably what holds them together. <laughs> no, because it's an entire process. You have to basically drag the ship up on the tide. And I mean, black, have, have you guys watched Black Sails? I... Oh, which one? So. In the in the first season, they do a really good depiction of it, uh, where you have to pull it up, and if you don't have it anchored properly, any number of things can happen. But the last thing you want your ship to do is dip over completely, and then you're in trouble. You can't get that boat back in the water. But yeah, you yeah, don't want to like you, you didn't beat yourself, basically. But basically, exactly. like, law on a pirate ship is it's it's one step above mob rule. Basically, it's it's one guy's basically in charge, but if everybody else decides on some, captain goes, "All right, well, yeah, well, <laughs> true, exactly, true democracy." They, they had democratic, have a, exactly. I can't have Every a ship was their own democratic government. Um, they voted. The crew voted. Everybody had an equal vote, and the crew would vote um, before every mission. They could meet together and decide to vote a captain on or off. Um, they could. Honestly, Everybody got an equal share. This is where democracy came from originally. Mm -hmm. It came from, and yep. that's why I say it came from maritime law originally, because yeah. it was a actually the most honest form of, of government. Because everybody yep. knew if they didn't- A lot of people defected from the Royal Navy, from working at the Royal Navy, because they would get more money and they would were treated better. And the conditions even were better on pirate ships than they were on Royal Navy ships. It wasn't until they went rogue that they, um, it was actually quite a good life to live. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. when, when it became illegal, a lot of guys <laughs> jump ship. <clears throat> a lot of guys joined the uh, the dark side and uh, yep. and continued on in whatever way, even if it was just to retire, right? Yep. In a lot of cases. And to clarify, it is literally called a figurehead. Um, the carved, the carved wooden carved. The carved, the carved. <laughs> can't talk. The wooden carved structure, and that goes on the front of the ship. Yeah, what was what was, yeah, was that was head. that was actually and it was always female because that was always no, not always nearly I thought because I know it's about that it, was something about that that weird like rule that you it's said supposed that, to embody the spirit of the ship or the crew so it can be anything like they have horses and mythical creatures oh but, you're going going back to yeah like Viking ships and <laughs> mer persona. Sirens. So I think Mersona. what, what he Mersona. was referring to was the bow. The bow is the front of the ship. Yes. The stern is the back. And then you had port and starboard. So now they'd throw you off the bow. And then uh, what they would do is they, yeah, they would tie you. I mean, obviously the people who are listening can't see, but they would tie you horizontally. And then 
they would go ahead and have somebody on either side and walk you back. And that's if, if right. Yeah. So they would have, yeah, shipping, they, would, they, would, they would have semen on either side. <laughs> <laughs> you look at me. Way to swallow that fact. <laughs> Dude, you literally, as you said that, looked at me and see, like you did it to yourself. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, oh God, the look on his face was like halfway. Oh God, did I do that? And yes, I it's did. It's already coming out. I just gotta let it go. I can't stop. That's it what feels he said. so good. Hey, Timmy, can I stay over at your house? Why? So you could jerk off on my mom too? Oh, ho, yo, ho, a pirate's life for me. All the semen. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, my god son. check out the buccaneers on that one <laughs> no where was it look at the fins on that one oh my god. <laughs> <clears throat> i still i still laugh because i oh. almost choked i'm in my tail in the middle of this pool surrounded by kids that are excited and i just hear this dad that Hey, look at the fins on that mermaid. I'm like, oh my God. Because I've heard before, um, I fish for that. But then later, he's like, no, no, no. My, my daughter was there and I'm with my wife. I didn't, I didn't say that. I'm like, dude, it's okay. Because I mentioned, I said, that's the funniest mermaid pickup line I've ever. It wasn't a pickup line. It's like, yeah, dude. Like all the typical, like, man, I could really use some fish right now. Fish sounds really good right now. I don't know why. But um, um, why do mermaids wear seashell bras? Oh God, no, no, no! All right, why not? Why do why do mermaids wear seashell bras? Because seashells are too small. (laughs) Wow! (laughs) It works. Uh, so apparently we were dad jokes, movie quotes, and mermaid jokes now. Just call me Gordon because I just caught that shit. <laughs> oh my goodness. Dude, bro, I called it I called it coming in here. I said all three of us in the studio and having a guest on. Dude, shenanigans. Off, off the easy. Dude, we are off. We are off. and shenanigans. Dude, it's for poopies and ha-has. You mean shenanigans? Hey, oh. hey Farva, yeah. <laughs> Put those away. Hey, hey Farva, what's the, place the, re- with the mozzarella sticks? Yeah, what's that place with all the goofy shit on the wall and the mozzarella sticks? Oh, what, you mean shenanigans? You mean shenanigans? No, it's it's Yo, no, early, animation. Dude, earlier you said two you said two liters. I was about to be like, I want a liter of cola. <laughs> I was like, oh, he Why said don't you just get a large Farva. I don't want a large Farva. Farva. What a goddamn liter, liter of cola. cola. Uh liter of cola. Do we have liter of cola? Just get a large Fargo. Can't believe we're doing this right now. Why, dude? No, this is, this is what we do. This is what we do. Did you, I, see, I, I, did you see what she did there? No, what? What happened? Right meow. Right meow. Oh, I did not know. I was, right I was too caught in the moment. I was, yeah, yeah littering and littering, littering and I just. You boys like Mexico. Yeah, I was freaking out, man. You are freaking out. Man, man. I was playing ping pong and ding dang. The snozberries <laughs> taste like snozberries. <laughs> Who wants a mustache ride? Oh, I do. Oh, yeah, me too. 
Dude, what the, it stinks like sex in here. Uh, we got caught, so we got caught up by the repeater. Yeah, that will happen. That, that will, will happen. happen. <laughs> okay, there, Mister Galifianakis. Yeah, you heard him, Galifianakis. Uh, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, did we do the whole movie yet? Are we? Are we good? Oh uh, no, no, we have not. Uh, we're 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 barely. We, I mean, we can. I, I don't think this would. Minutes and twenty seconds left. <laughs> <laughs> we have all the time in the world. We need maple syrup. So you can- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is true. That is true. I mean, actually, yeah, we're going to need bottles of and plastic. It was plastic, which honestly, yeah, plastic bottles of maple syrup. So this kind of like I was thinking about this. They're chugging those bottles, man. When you add plastic in, now you can kind of squeeze and get a little extra out of it. If you're chugging syrup. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, don't forget the cup to balls. If you're sitting there on a glass <laughs> bottle, you can't, there's no added extra. You just got to let gravity do its thing, you know? So it's kind of cheating, I feel like. Because it's whoever can like squeeze and chug as hard as they can. And I'm still thinking cough. <laughs> Next. Next. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, What's I that, a hernia? That's what you're looking for? No, it's a hyena. <laughs> Not a hyena, hyena. John. No, it's <laughs> Espinosa. It's Espinosa. <laughs> Sorry, I, oh just looked, I just looked down and I happen to have that book sitting right there. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, tangent. Dude, I love when we quote ourselves and then we get into like our own cycle. Like we just can't, it's kids time. It feels so no, good. I, I really, I think it's Espinosa. Shut up, Ted. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the, uh, yeah, I feel like that was the correct response. <sighs> that was that was warranted and appreciated. <sighs> yeah, you, gotta, you had to stop drinking your, your beer there because you're about to snarf. Snarf. I love Snarf. using that word. Snarf. How can you not, dude? That's what it is. That's where it comes out your nose, right? Well, well, that's when it just comes out Snarf. of the top half of you. <laughs> <laughs> it might leak out the eyes or the ears, but you know, it just it just comes out of every God. upper orifice. I you, that's snarfing. I yeah. remember snarfing with orange you, soda. Oh my God. <laughs> it burns, man. It, do, I was, it he, burns. He gets about snarf. It's that extra like citric acid that just you oh. know it gets you. Oh, it Vic, just, yeah. Vic, we're talking about Snarf. I'm sorry. Oh, well, yeah, snarf, dude. Snarf, Snarf. His favorite character, right? Snarf. Well, uh, yeah, if, oh, yeah, that was, or was he just joking about that? I remember him oh, from I South so. Park when he made a cameo. What's that? Oh, <laughs> he made a, a Snarf made a cameo. Not Vic. Vic was not on South Park. Oh, <laughs> wow, what happened? She does not know Vic, so she wouldn't even know. <laughs> oh, yeah, Vic. You know Vic. Who doesn't know Vic? I mean, come on. It's Vic. <laughs> Yeah, no, Vic, Vic, we love you, bro. <laughs> we love you, Danger Mouse. We love you. But yeah, no, it's uh, 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 <laughs> making a lot of sounds, but you ain't saying nothing. That was an entire sentence. Yeah, no, that was, that, that was my. Uh, Wait, with the hand gestures, that was an entire coherent <laughs> sentence. Just, uh, I was uh, reenacting Apocalypse Now when they were in the the cave, like when was it was it? all dark. And, <laughs> Conversations like that when you play the game The Sims, like the little conversations. Oh, I found a now. What? 
You can hear like a whole argument and like you can't hear any of the words, but you know it's an argument. Oh yeah, it is, dude. <laughs> I, dude it, it gets high pitched. <laughs> <and> like, <yeah. laughs> dude, that just reminded me of the explorers when the father goes in. <laughs> oh, he's really pissed. You guys should go. Everybody like, wait parents. a minute. They're parents? They're their kids? Parents? Oh no. Bye bye. <laughs> Near? And he throws their ship out Four. of the car. Oh, yeah, he does. You mean you stole your dad's car? I mean, you know. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> dude, the fact that they learned English from watching Space TV. Pirates. Yeah, well, he, dude, he's doing like the Johnny Carson show and like the original, like Ed Sullivan and like, oh, man. And we're sorry to see you go home so soon. <laughs> Get away, son. You bother me. You bother me. He's kind of like, he's like, fix my, yeah, my yeah. antenna and he starts grabbing the ones on his head. He's like, ah, no, no, the ones on the back, buddy. <laughs> oh, I got your rabbit ears. I got a, your actual oh. antenna, not your antenna. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Awkward. Had a rolls canardly. <laughs> it rolls down one hill, canardly get up the next. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm telling explorers what on it. What is like, wrong with these guys? Yo, I'm so. I'm, dude, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> explorers, and we touched on this. So I don't know if you, um, so we had this conversation. Oh, it was a, a shared. Yeah. So the, the circuit dream, boards, the when you look from, when we were looking from above and you could see the full layout and it looks like a relative circuit board setup where it's like, oh, I could see this being some form of, you know, transistor power generator or something. It always reminds me of explorers because that's pretty much what they did. They have this aerial view of what this thing should look like. And that's how, you know, the, the Einstein of the group makes the, uh, the, the board. And all of a sudden now they've made this bubble that allows them to defy gravity or gravitational pull or the you effect of Wolfgang. it. Wolfgang. 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 <laughs> Did you see the bug bomb? I want cheese. <laughs> Shut up, Island. Go to hell. <laughs> Hello. Hello. We'll just do this for hours. I don't, <laughs> dude, we really will. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and apologize. <laughs> I'm going I'm to go ahead. Dude, bro, you can't preface once we're involved. You got to like, do we're way. Yeah, we're way in. Yeah. Dude, but this is that. appropriate because it's usually <laughs> more than halfway through. You're like, I'm going to, I'm going to preface all of what just happened. That's, that's not how, that's not how prefacing that. works. That's not, that's not what that means. Got to do that at the beginning. I, <laughs> I mean, all in honest, I gotta remember to make that part of my thing. There has been a few times. I apologize ahead of time that you've you know, done six, that six times in the head. Like, no, there was. It should be in the intro. I want to say there was. We apologize now for what you're about to endure. No, like episode, like series one and series two. There was two episodes, one of each, What's where you were television? just like, no, you literally came and you're like, all right, here's the deal. I'm just gonna go ahead Looks and you're like, like a penguin. you broke fourth wall. You're like, all right, everybody at home, this is what's gonna happen right now. And he was just like, and he. <laughs> As soon as he was just like, I've been on a tear. This is how it's going to happen. Just strap in. We're going. And he would just take off, which is also the one was the episode. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm yeah, done. And he, he's like, no, I'm, I'm finished. I'm that, that's it. I no, we're, we're finished. We're done. And you I'm like for a while. And I'm like, all right. So what, what I'm getting, and it's you one, what oh, and he just, and he went on for like, I was like, all right. So he's, he's not done. He's that's, not done. Still going. All right. That's like a typical talk with a parent, though. It's like, okay, mom, good night. Oh, wait, 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 wait. It's like, mom, I need to go. It's like I need when to you're, go. Like five minutes later, I'm, I still need to go. It's like I, when you're, 
when you're yeah. holding a friend's hair while they're throwing up, you know? Oh, you think God. they're about done and you're ready to let go and they're like, ah! yeah, that's, that's what I thought of. I don't know. That's my crazy mind. Well, that's because you're very loving <laughs> and you also have very poor choices. In <laughs> I'm Irish. <laughs> Hey, what was that? What do you? What's hey, come that on. Do no, it's, I'm actually quoting something someone said. Do you, I, so you weren't you weren't there, so you wouldn't get it. But like, I I walked. It was it was on St. Patrick's night. We were we just left the bar, and we were all pretty twisted up to begin with. And we were gonna hang out there for a minute and go out to another bar. And we came into the house, and like one of the girls that was with the party was already in the house, in the bathroom. The door was cracked, and she was basically head into the toilet. Oh. And in the process of throwing- Praying to the porcelain god. In the process of- She's quite literally going, I'm Irish. (laughs) It's hilarious. Dude, what is is legendary? (laughs) I'm ready for round two. (laughs) What? No. Boot and rally. Dude, how did your head spin all the way around like that? That was right. (laughs) Yeah, that was what the Pink freak was that? Um, Boot and Rally? No, no. Oh, no. what was what was the movie? The the kids in high school playing football together. Varsity what? Blues. What was that? Varsity Blues. Varsity yeah, Blues. Yeah, yeah. And the the center, the biggest, like heaviest guy, he literally like throws up into the freaking clothes washer, and then he goes puke rally, and then and like runs out of the room, and like goes back to drinking again. Like, dude, bro, that's alcohol poisoning. That's your body's rejecting what you're putting in. I think that was actually time to an stop now, man. Drunk history, dude. I've done that. Dude, I love drunk history. <laughs> that show is awesome, dude. I've done that. You ever done? Um, I've never puked in rally, the, bro. The hour of power is that power hour or power, power hour. hour? I always get it screwed up. Yeah, that's where you do a but, shot of beer every minute for one hour. That's a power a hour, shot. and it's like, oh is that an ounce or an ounce God. and a half? No, no, it's a, it's, it's beer. Cause if you're doing that, you're okay. talking 60 shots of alcohol. That is literal. I'm going to go to the hospital stomach pump now. So true power hour is a shot of beer. One of That's minute. like some jackass stuff. Didn't it? Wait, didn't they put like a, didn't they put like, we do not condone no. or uh-huh. didn't they put like vodka or gin or something like in one of those drips and like hook it up to oh, like Steve-O, I think they just had him walk the streets and like. You know, one of those like little Johnny's. hospital gowns. <laughs> Did you say gownies? Johnny. Oh, is it like gownies? I was like, wait, is that like a twist on townies, but with like gowns on? So it's like, look at the gownies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you seriously oh can't script this. Maybe There's that no way. Be one of um, no how. Bill's outfits. Oh, dude, that's him on like uh, Halloween, or he's like, "Oh, look at me! I escaped from a hospital." Ah. <laughs> it's gonna be a hospital gown, but it's gonna be with the front open. <laughs> oh my like god! Like it's a bathroom. Like it's a. Oh, can I help you? That's it. That's him. That guy right here. He did it. He did it. I don't know what he did, but he did it. That guy. Get him. Yeah, I don't know what he did, but he did it. But he's got to like walk around holding the dog too. <laughs> oh, can we help you? You know, what? Why would the dog be involved in this? What's going on here? He's involved in everything. Lucifer, I see a career for you. <laughs> uh, this is my friend. He helps me. 
Oh, I like him a lot. He fetches the lotion. His name is Gringo. <laughs> he fetches the lotion. Go get the lotion, but oh, go get the lotion. <laughs> oh, that's a good boy. Good boy. Oh my god. Have you heard about the benefits of cocoa butter? Dude. <laughs> I can't do the voice. But- no, I just literally had PSA. <laughs> A freaking Buffalo Bill, like, did you know only the pet reduces stress by 33%? No, it's, it's a show. What's the show where they sell stuff? Um, like oh, like QVC TV. or H? Oh, yeah, the home, the home shopping network. Yeah, there's on there selling cocoa butter. <laughs> oh God, no! I literally just got that flashed into my head, like Ron Popeil style. <laughs> oh, you just put it on. It's like if you said it and forget it. Ah. Oh my God, it hurts. <laughs> it makes it so smooth. <laughs> Oh, you should put the lotion on. Yeah, it does this with a soul. Holy shit. I can't feel my face right now. I can't feel well. I'm seriously going to throw up. Dude, this isn't like a ride at Universal or freaking Six Flags. Holy. Oh, but it is. Oh, my God. It's that voice before anything else. I'm like literally crying right now. Well, dude, I think that's why like the whole like Like, margarita joke is why it's seriously one of the scariest movies ever written. I mean, seriously, freakish, freakishly scary movie. Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. But like the minute I heard that voice the first time, I was like. I guess in your mind that is that is exactly what you think is. That's him. He's guilty. That's him. Yeah, pretty much. Well, all right. So wait, no. Let's let's do the creepy guy check. Right, checklist on this. I'm seriously crying right now. No, has 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 cargo van with limited windows. Check. Like just the one in the back, and it's like smoked out or whatever. Wait, no, it's like the weird like like rounded <laughs> out bubble. moon. Yeah, the bubble window, but it's tinted. Right, and it's yeah. just the one in the back. Just creepy, right? It's also got carpeting in the back. <laughs> All right, dude, it's two, two checks, three. Lives in the middle of a solid suburban, typical affluent town. Oh, don't blame it on the neighborhood. Where, where the, well, no, this is where everybody minds their business, and it's like, oh no, he seems so. I see him on Tuesdays when he takes his garbage out. That's well, it. it. Definitely can't be a three's company so scenario. He seems so normal. He's got a panel van with free candy written on the side. Like, well, but you don't see so that. Normal. You never see the panel van because he parks it in his garage and he keeps like his MG or whatever out on the, you know, his like. Oh, you know, look, he's got us weekend cruiser. He's or one he, of us. Or oh. he rides around with his dog in his lap. What, you know, right? That's yeah. even worse. He's, oh, look, it's Bingo. Hey, Bingo. Oh, I love my dog. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I'm telling you, man, this guy. Then you add in weird, weird, weird voice. Like, dude, this isn't just like, oh, dude, so no. I got to figure no. out how to do like. No. I have to figure out how to do like Chris Hansen's voice so we can do like to catch a predator and you can be. Hi, I'm Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. 
Johnson. <laughs> no, I. She said I was. I was just buying some Girl Scout cookies. They. They said this is where to pick them up. I. My cousin told me. Right. Don't tase me, bro. Don't tase me, bro. <laughs> Oh my god! I love watching the videos where the guys try to run away. That's hilarious. When they're like, well, they're like they're, but they're walking backwards because they're like, oh, it's rude not to like. I got a face no, when we like, talk, but they'll hit him with the taser like, and they'll try to keep running. <laughs> Dude, no, like you freaking hangover. Where like, he's like, oh, I've seen this before. Sometimes these big guys take two to get him down. <laughs> You're crazy, man. <laughs> I like you, man, but you're you're crazy, bro. I was re-listening to that episode <laughs> where we were talking about adrenaline and the part where I'm sitting there was just like I have so much. I was just, I started laughing so, and I'm driving. Oh my god! I'm gonna do that next time. I'm like exhausted. I'm just gonna run out of battery. Like Vincent, I'm so exhausted. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Uh, uh, Dude, I told you there was going to be shenanigans. Seriously, cannot script this. No. Uh, well, especially with all three of us in the studio, and then you add and the fourth. Why, it's like that's why I love that yeah. quote because the the what would you say you do quote because so many people. Just, oh, you got a show? Well, what a podcast? What do you do? Like, what do you talk about? <laughs> You're, well, um, about that things. I don't know. Name something. Just <laughs> right. Maybe we should start challenging them. Be like, tell me something you talk no, about. We You're haven't like, talked about that. We're going to do that next. Like, oh, you know, that's a great <laughs> idea. I'm going to write that down. This is like the most Robin Williams kind of podcast where they're like, you know what? No, just, just forget dude, the script. Just let him do his thing. You know, just let him do his thing. <laughs> you know, dude, honestly, that's that a, such a compliment. Yeah. Well, not only that, but that's a solid point. It really is. See, I always say I mean, that's the, the tangent. Well, the Aladdin, Aladdin couldn't be nominated. Um, I think it was for adapted screenplay because uh, Robin Williams improv so much that it bumped them out of the nomination category. Oh, wow. That's a huh. very little known fact. That's interesting. Tidbit. And you know what? You might want to back check, but I, re I remember something about his improvisations. It knocked him out of the running for one of the Oscar categories that had to do with screenplay writing. Oh, right. I would too. I would be proud of that. See, this is this is why I like talking to trivia people because we have the most randomest <laughs> knowledge ever, right? <laughs> We know the dumbest shit. Like, dude, I can't tell you real stuff. That's why I'm always like, all right, so I don't know nothing. But, dude, I really do know stuff. Next, on just, another, it on our next really... episode of Useless Facts. Yeah, pretty much, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Funny parties. Gosh. I mean. But, yeah, no, I like the rug. bring up, like, random stuff. Well, so she said, like, Robin Williams. I always kind of try to, like, si like, I would say it was if Joe Rogan had like if every guest he had on was actually one of his close personal friends because when he has those people on they have really serious conversations but there's tons of laughter there's ton of like interjection there's a lot of poking at each other whereas on like the standard ones there's there's a slightly different levity it's not as light it's you know it's still like hey let's you know keep it fun but so i always think of it more of like you know if, if every episode was just us like interviewing a personal friend about something because then you can get deep, but you still get like really freaking hilarious. But I like the Robin Williams idea. That's thank you for that. No, that's, that's awesome. I love write that. that write that down. <laughs> it, I feel like, you know, Oh, God bless. Rest in peace. 
Dude, and I'm you just know, saying, like, yeah, it still hurts. There's still movies I can't watch. I think how many? No, yeah. but I want to go back and watch them all. Like, well, see, but I think we can take it if we can. There's like, so many good memories attached to the. Let's let's break fourth wall for the second time this episode. <clears throat> Whether you think your friend is the best person or the happiest or you know what, still take a second, always check in with your loved ones, ask them how they're doing and just listen. Don't talk, just listen. It's the silly ones sometimes that have it the roughest. Is that well, yes, kind of what you were saying? It's usually like, the ones that seem to that be the most. Appear yeah. to be yeah. okay. Yeah, so if really. you have that friend that's just always happy, sit them down and just be like, hey, you know, literally, how are you doing? Talk to people, man. That's a that's a yeah. hard it's a hard one to do because so there's so few times in anyone's life where that actually truly gets asked of you. So, yeah. well, and there's a the, lot of times that people don't want to talk about it. You know, oh, hey, how you doing? I'm doing okay because well, yeah, we're afraid like, that the moment you say, "Well, this and this and this," we don't want to deal with that kind of uncomfortable look of. Oh God! Or I'm so sorry. I didn't know. It's like okay, we well, don't know how to handle your discomfort, so we just say everything's fine. Well, and that's that's where I take issue with PC. You know, that's where I take issue with like ignoring a problem doesn't make it go away. Use you the know? word yeah. to lose the word. And who cares about being polite if we're talking about years worth of you know damage, like mental, yep. physical, whatever is going on with this other person that you have no idea, you know. Just saying. I know. And as always, <laughs> do you know, not Seriously, a joke. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, as we're, usual. Oh, yeah, as usual. Yeah, no, that's, um. so running joke, and I think it really is running joke. We don't, <laughs> as soon as we get to the point where it's like, oh, it's time to go, we really get into something hard. That's, I mean, that's where I'm like, dude, we could really do like two hours. We could really could. hit the button again and just throw in some additional content. I mean- well, this still doesn't change the fact that we we have to. This episode is now done. We have to wrap this. <laughs> yes, this still has to transpire. This, this has to happen. I'm sorry, the next, about I don't. Fifty four seconds. Hate to be uh, the. There we go. Yes, this is what we do here at I'm Telling You with your host Philly D, Mr. Gemini, fact checker extraordinaire. Give him. JD clickety clacka. Yeah. And as always, family, we appreciate you. Be good to yourself. Be good to everyone else. Much love. Peace. 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 Fair winds and following seas. <laughs>